0: Hello. Hello. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I realized just as now as we're starting to record, I forgot to tell you about the the battery saver thing and the screen timeout. <laughs> Cause <I'm a> <laughs> no, because on iPhones, I've noticed that there's a screen timeout, then it somehow uh, interrupts the recording. Oh, okay. I didn't tell you that before because I'm the worst. It's all right. <laughs> How's your day going?
1: Good. I mean, I woke up not that long ago, so <laughs> you're um, like
0: I woke up. It's pretty good so far.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, ate breakfast, and that's kind of it.
0: So you're you're quite busy, I'm sure, doing your thing
1: yeah you know surprisingly, this year isn't as um as hectic as last year, you know, but I say that now, and who knows, maybe it might get a lot busier, you know yeah. later down the month, but I kind of just take the gigs as they come, so' yeah. I'm sure something more stuff will come up, but yeah, this time of year is usually pretty crazy,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm sure it will now that you said it and Put it out in the universe, I'm sure the yeah. gate <laughs> and all of a
1: sudden I'm like running on no sleep, bus, another club, another club, bus, no sleep,
0: yeah, ah, uh, that's the life <laughs> yeah. such such a New Yorker <laughs> <laughs> I often like when when I was little, I always wanted to go to New York, but I just never quite made it. I mean, I got closer, I'm in Atlanta, so I'm from California, so.
1: Wait, so you've never been to New York at all?
0: No, I've been there, but I've okay. just—I always okay. wanted to live there. But oh yeah, I know it's yeah. kind of difficult. It's a hustle. It
1: definitely is. Uh, you know, I actually don't live in the city. I live in Long Island. So oh, it's Long uh, Island, <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> um, so it, it's another world out here. But I'm, oh, I'm you sure. know. I, you know, I, I work in the city and then, you know, I do all my shows. So I'm like, at this point, I feel like, you know, New like Manhattan and all that. Like that feels more like home to me now. Yeah. I'm like literally never in Long Island anymore. I'm here to like sleep and shower. And I feel like that's kind of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Now, I haven't been to Long Island yet. I've only been to Manhattan. Um, I mean, you don't—you're not missing. Much. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like I still am curious. Sometimes, like I went to um oh God, what's that place in New Jersey? Oh God, I can't remember. It's like you know, near Princeton. That's right. I went there. Did your screen time? Oh, there you go. Yeah, what's what's in Princeton? Um, well, we stay there because um, I have a friend that lives there. Okay. So, but uh, I mean, it was cute. I'm always curious, you know, about like, you know, you go places and they do the the touristy shit, and then I'm always curious about like where the real people live.
1: Yeah, I mean, Long Island is very—it's suburban. It, you know. Yeah. I feel like I don't belong here anymore. I feel like there's there's not much here for me. Yeah. Um, Everything's in, you know, the city. So, and that's where I want to be too.
0: Yeah. So expensive. I'm sure it's a lot like here because I live in Atlanta proper, but most people live in the outskirts because it's insane to live here. And the only reason I'm able to live here is because I rent from my friend and he gives me a good deal. So, right otherwise i'd be in the suburbs somewhere
1: yeah i'm just i I've, I've been here my whole life and i'm just like i'm
0: ready to leave yeah you should i mean i i grew up uh, just outside of san francisco and as soon as i could get out i got out i mean i love san francisco but like i lived in small farming community and it was not cute
1: yeah it's just you know right now it's just like money thing just not being able to afford and i don't want to put myself in that you know position of like worrying well how am i gonna pay rent this month and you know and bills and groceries and all that other stuff so i'm just like let me when the time's right you know it'll happen
0: yeah yeah i don't know i I think about that because it's like i remember when i was a kid i always wanted to like follow madonna's footsteps i'm like i'm gonna go to new york and i'm gonna That didn't quite happen. I mean, I went to Seattle when I was 18. And it's funny because, I mean, you know the origin story of Madonna, obviously. Yes. Um, the whole like taxi cab and then Times Square, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, with like $34 in her pocket mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Well, when I went to Seattle the first time, like I didn't know the city and we were living out there and we were on a bus and I told my friend, I said, ha ha, I should tell the bus driver to drop us off in the middle of everything. (laughs) And then I pulled the cord to get off the bus and then we took a couple steps and I looked up and this building said Times Square and I'm like, that's creepy. And did he get off there? We did. But like, well, no, we we, after we got off, we saw that the building said Times Square. And I'm like, that's funny. Um, I mean, it obviously it didn't happen for me the same way it happened for her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask, did you become a, you know, this huge pop star?
0: (laughs) No, I mean, I think in my head I did probably. Well, you know, that 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 counts for something. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I guess I'd have to do a lot with music in order to do that. I mean, I recorded an album a long time ago, but I didn't really do much with it. Um and it was all like about my ex, so it just kind of sat there and there's some stuff that I'd like to retool, but I'm not exactly a musician, I'm more of a singer, so like the the music was subpar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, you could always revisit it and, you
0: know, see what happens. Yeah. Problem is, is I have creative ADD, So, like, I'm like, I want to do a song. I want to write a book. I want to do a painting. I want to, you know, apparently do a podcast. And
1: then, you know, while you're doing it, you're like, oh, you're already thinking about the next project. Yeah. That's what I do. Exactly. It's like midway through. I'm like, oh, this is... I want to change and do something else. And,
0: um... Yeah. I, I know what that's like. Yeah. Like I have a book that I still need to finish. And well, it's, it's hard because it's like when it's your actual life, like as soon as this book is done and put out into the world, then I'm just going to write nothing but fiction.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you, how far along are you on the book?
0: Uh It's pretty much done. I mean, it's like 300 oh. pages and I just need to add like artwork and um pictures but the problem is is the editing process and i feel i'll probably need to pay somebody to edit it cuz i hate doing that
1: yeah you probably should i
0: yep. you know and it's also weird just like rereading it and like reliving things and i'm like why do people write autobiographies again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to be healing but it's just you know i mean it's weird cuz it's you know and i've i've tried to reread it and it's just you know I feel like it's on the page. It's there, you know, and, you know, let somebody else deal with that. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you do in your regular life?
1: So I work in a hair salon. Um, So last year I put myself through cosmetology school and um, yeah, it was a grueling seven months.
0: Oh yeah, no, I went to beauty school in like 98. I just never did anything with it because I believe in listening to the universe and when it says, hey, you're on the wrong path, you 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 stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I did this and um, it was not what I was expecting. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, but, you know, I, I got my license and... Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I started working at the salon in... Well, I got my license last year in, like, September. And then just, you know, Halloween happened. And it was just, like, gig after gig. And yeah, I was just on this, like, trajectory. And I just went with it. And then, so finally, I, w- I got a job in a salon. And I've been here at this salon since January. So, I'm still apprenticing right now. Yeah. Which, you know... It kind of sucks because I'm doing all, you know, the crappies. I feel like I'm a glorified maid. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm you're sweeping the hair. Food. You're
0: doing the shampoos.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then doing laundry all day long. Okay. Washing bowls of color all day long on my feet. Like, it's a lot. And I'm putting, like, 11 hours in. Um, oh, but I am getting, you know, they are giving me classes. Oh, that's so, good. yeah, I'm still learning and yeah. still, you know, kind of figuring out what exactly i want to like do with that and stuff like that um yeah so yeah it's i'm so when i'm not like doing shows i'm uh working in a salon and um yeah but then you know also still doing shows and stuff on the side
0: yeah well that's why your
1: wigs always look so good well thank you (laughs) (laughs) i i think i'm sorry that's actually why i like even decided to pursue cosmetology because it was like i started doing my own wigs and i was like oh i like this and i feel like i'm kind of good at it yeah and um and then you know cosmetology was just like it was like i said it was not what i was expecting at all yeah it was really hard
0: yeah i got in there and i was like what do you mean i have to do nails i'm like i just want to do hair i just want to do color (laughs) Yeah, it
1: was like like I hate studying. I don't I'm not school and stuff like that. It's not for me and then, you know, having to take tests and quizzes like yeah, you know, every
0: week and
1: it was yeah, it was intense.
0: See, the weird thing is when I took state board, I passed the written and failed the practical. And everybody's like, "Oh, it usually happens in reverse." I'm like, "Well, I guess I'm a good test taker." Yeah um i I
1: do have to say, like the school that I went to did prepare us very well for yeah
0: um,
1: state board because like we would do like mock state boards, and, yeah, you know, I, when we I took the real one, I was like,' oh, I feel like I'm you know in class, like I already did this. Um, yeah, the written I like barely <laughs> passed because yeah. you know it's like you have to learn all that stuff, like you know, medical terms for nails and, right. and you know, all that other stuff. and yeah I barely passed that, but you know I did it,
0: yeah, well, I know why I didn't pass my practical. It's like I think I freaked out, and then there're you know these people falling around with clipboards and like l- l- lurching over you and making you nervous. Oh yeah, when I did an acrylic on my model, I realized that I forgot to take off her nail polish before I did it, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, oh wait,
1: so you ha- you have to do
0: nails. Yeah, in California, they made you do nails and shit. And I was like, really?
1: Well, because we had to learn, like, you know, there was a chapter on nails, but I legally, I'm <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm qualified to do nails, but I have no idea how to do them.
0: Yeah, I hate um, them. Not. I mean, I'm I get sure. them. believe me, I get my nails done every two, three weeks, but I do not want to do them.
1: <laughs> no, I'll stick to, you know. I'll paint some fake nails. But you know? yeah. I don't. I don't really want to do
0: yeah. actual. I know it's funny because like people see my nails, they're like, "Did you do those yourself?" I'm like, "I don't have the patience," or, "Yeah, no," because <laughs> <laughs> one would look really good and one would look terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: my left hand would look terrible because I'm left-handed. So like doing that, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just no way. Um. But yeah, I just realized that it wasn't for me. Um, The first time I got lost, because it was like an hour away, and then early, early in the morning. The second time, passed the written, failed the practical. And then the third time, um, I had a mini nervous breakdown and just left at the break. And I was like, no. Oh, my God. God I just knew. I was like, I've been doing so terrible, and this isn't going to work, and we're done.
1: I'm like insane because I did both of them in the same day.
0: Oh, the red night article. Yeah, yeah, I did too.
1: Which I just wanted to get them both out of the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a very nerve-wracking process, and I think about it sometimes because, like, well, if I were doing it now, like, unlike my carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I think it was fun, but like at the time I really had no direction and my best friend went to beauty school. I'm like, I'm gonna do that too.
1: Yeah, I you know, I feel like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, you kind of just like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to beauty school and um and then you go and it's like not
0: you know, it's
1: not what you thought. I thought it was gonna be a joke.
0: Yeah. Uh, Um, the one we went to it was like bargain basement like it was not the cream of the crop Um, our freshman teacher she was something else Um, I remember one time she used to wear the press on nails and she lost one and somebody found it on the floor and threw it in the garbage and she went and fished it out of the garbage and put it back on and I was like oh my god (laughs) Nice. <laughs> it's like and you're trying to teach us like hygiene and like safety and yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, literally. It's like, okay.
0: Um, yeah, that was that was it was fun. I mean, I was like twenty and just thought it was the best time and I wasn't paying for it, so
1: <laughs> Oh, I paid for it and I'm broke now. Yeah, and no, it's really- it's expensive.
0: It's uh it's an expensive venture, but uh at least you you know are able to f- you found a job and you're able to, you know, you know, get uh I guess get all sorted. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the
1: Yeah, yeah. I you know, and I went to school in the city, which I loved being there all the time and um now I work in the city too, so it's just it's just only a matter of time before I actually, like, live there. But, like, I just, you know, being there all the time made me just, like, fall in love with it even more. Yeah. You know?
0: I need to go back. I haven't been since 2015, and it's high time. Yeah, you need to. Yeah. I mean, the first time I went was, like, it was one of those where it's, like, you can't really top it because, you know, I went in 2000, and that was the whole, like, Madonna Fantasia. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's when I yeah. Left I won the silly little m t v contests and and met her and all that <laughs> well it I also... remember
1: the the good times of winning you know yeah. winning, like, my sister used to like she used to be so lucky with that she would always um she'd always win those like radio station yeah. contests and like she'd get like you know free concert tickets and you know I remember like even driving to like one of the local radio stations here in long island because she won like like some vhs tape or something because she yeah. answered like a question right
0: yeah i don't know it's just weird because it's like i always think about it it's like when i say it i'm like who wins mtv contests though
1: right. i remember the good old days of like trl when yeah. it was still in time wear and you would just like look out and you'd you know you'd see like a celebrity or something in the yeah. in the window <laughs> this is the good old days. i know
0: it's crazy now. Like you know, MTV doesn't play music anymore. I know. Oh well, maybe someday. Um, so I did. I did actually have a question in my brain, and uh, it came back. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just uh, what what got you into performing? It's a two parter, I guess. What got you into performing, but also what got you into horror? Because I know that the two were very connected.
1: Yeah, um, you know, horror has always just been a part of me, like, ever since I was little. I I grew up around it, because, you know, my sister, she's 13 years older than me, and she practically raised me, you know, because, like, you know, when my mom was working, she would, you know, babysit me, and um, she was always, like, big into horror, so she introduced me at an early age. I have my sister to thank, like, for my... Music taste and movie taste, because she, you know, it's all because of her. Um, so horror has just always been, you know, something that's been around, and in a weird way, it's um, it's comforting to me. Um, uh, you know, I it's just I grew up with it, and um, you know, it, it's just it's always been there. So it was just inevitable for me to just like you know. I guess go deeper into it. And it's something that like me and my sister shared, you know, I have very fond memories of, you know, like going to Blockbuster or like the local mom and pop video shop. And, you know, we would go like rent tapes. Um, So, you know, and then we would watch them together. And, um, and performing, I, you know, like every other, Every other fag, you know, I started watching (laughs) Drag Race and I was like, oh my God, I love this. I want to do this. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of like my introduction, but I always, you know, I was always like interested, you know, I guess in, like I would always like kind of fantasize about like, you know, being on stage and performing and, you know bit mostly like you know, doing like a rock concert or something like that, and yeah, but I was always just like it's too shy, and I never thought that would actually happen, and then you know I discovered drag, and it was like, oh my God, like I knew of drag queens, but I didn't know it could be taken to the level that it was being done at right, so I first discovered drag race like randomly. I was, like, channel surfing. It just popped on, and it was season four. And that was just, like, so eye-opening. And then, you know, that kind of, I guess, I I caught the bug, and I was, like, just obsessed, and just I wanted to do it. Yeah. So it was just only a matter of time. And then, finally, I was, like, you know, I would, you know, start buying makeup and practicing on myself. And um, I used to like go to concerts too. Like I would, you know, put white powder face and smeared black lipstick and I would go to like a concert. And um, so then it was just a matter of practicing and making sure I look good. And, and then finally it was like, it just felt like a fire inside me. I was like, I need to do this. It's something that I had to do. Yeah. And I think it was like seven yeah I'm going on like seven years now seven years ago I went to this Halloween party in Long Island um, it was this like you know LGBTQ youth Center and I went there like fully done up and I was not planning on performing um, but you know they had like a little costume contest which turned into like a little runway walk and a top three lip sync and (laughs) um i wanted to perform but i was like too i guess scared and i feel like i really needed that push from you know doing that that little top three lip sync whatever and that kind of kick-started i was like oh i can do this yeah and then i liked it and then you know when you're on stage the just the adrenaline you feel when you're on stage it, it's this it's this feeling that you know it' it's really amazing, so that kind of like kickstarted and got me to start performing,
0: yeah, I used to always say that the uh the performance was sex and then the applause was the orgasm <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is I used to perform once upon a time, but i started before drag race and I didn't exactly do drag it's just it was whatever um and I didn't have really you know I didn't have a name for it or I just did whatever I wanted and uh, at the time I think that that wasn't as much of a thing like there was there's was no drag race there's no dragula there was you know no not a lot of freaky drag um yeah so there are some days when I feel like I started too soon But now it's a lot of work. And I haven't actually done a show since 2016. And that was a benefit. And I'm just like semi-retired. But uh, uh, my stage name is (laughs) Boydonna. Love that. (laughs) Well, I did did a show one time and everybody's like, it was a benefit for, um, I think they have them everywhere, like the Imperial Star Empire. Mm -hmm. I was part of that. Uh, once upon a time and I did a show and they're like, Oh, well, you know, what's your name? And I just said, Nick. And then my friend Ellis ran up and he said, this is Boydonna. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I have a name now. (laughs) (laughs) And I did, you know, I did shows and I had my own show for a little bit. I had a variety show in Atlanta, but it didn't do well because they gave me a Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. And it just like, it just, it's very competitive. It's a very, um, I don't know, I love drag, I love performing, I love all the aspects but it just is kind of hard sometimes depending on what show you're in and who you're working with and also the bars that you're working with
1: Yeah that, I mean that definitely, it all factors into it as well and you know, I've done shows for like, you know, a crowd of five people and I've done shows where there's been a lot more Yeah it's just you know i it like you said it, it is a lot of work like it's so much work and oftentimes i ask myself like why do i do this yeah <laughs> it's like so much work it's painful and yeah but it's like just something that i love so much that i i can't
0: not do it yeah definitely um i think it was even worse for myself i mean because i i sang live and that made it even i don't know i think this i don't know i I remember I would when I started I would get out on stage and just sing and everybody would kind of cock their head and be like what's happening because uh, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people did and um, but then I would do things like Tori Amos and Susie and the Banshees and Madonna and whatever and uh, I think the places I was playing people wanted just like top forty
1: yeah you kind of have to like feel the crowd and you know see what they want and-
0: yeah. But, I mean, you know, like like my idol, I never wanted to compromise my artistic integrity. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I get didn't.
1: that, too. <laughs> but, you know, there's times when it's like, you know, you're like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And then there's other times where you're like, well, I need the money, so I'm going to yeah. do this Top 40 song because I need those tips.
0: Yeah. Um, like, one of the last shows I did, I booked nothing but, like, people that I wouldn't normally work with and people that were super popular. And it was like, then we got a crazy crowd, but I was like, I felt like I caved. Um, and that really wasn't the direction I wanted to go in. Cause like I had, I had burlesque people and I had people do like, you know, like skits from plays and, and I had somebody play the dulcimer and it was just, it was all over the place. Cause I kind of wanted it to be like the Sonny and Cher show, like this variety <laughs> out of. Because It was we called know, the Boydonna Variety Show and um I don't know. I think that a lot of people just didn't really know what to make of it and it only lasted six months. So I, you know, six
1: months is still, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, it's something. Just, yeah. Yeah. But I mean it is it's challenging. Um and then I just I think I wanted to use my energy in other places. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, maybe someday. I don't know. Maybe I'll. But I mean, it is. It's hard because, like, when you're a perfectionist, and then it's the choreography and the the vocals and the costumes and the, all the things. And just by the time you finally get on stage, you're exhausted.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. It's I. It, you know, you spend all this time getting ready, and mm-hmm. and then it's like, no, now you actually have to go work and do the show, and you know. It's yeah. like, oh,
0: okay. well and then all of them start at like 11 or some shit and i'm like can we start at like eight <laughs> yeah
1: i'm i'm <laughs> I, I feel like an old lady
0: sometimes too i'm like yeah. give
1: me a crisp like 8 p.m i'm good
0: yeah and then the things switch and like they have the order and then they switch the order and then it's like oh it's gonna be this it's gonna be that and then like drag time even just well not even just drag time but gay time i'm like i'm very punctual <laughs> so I can't stand that. Um. So what? Also, I guess what got you into Madonna? Because I know you're a big fan.
1: Yeah. So once again, I have my sister to thank for that. Uh-huh. Uh, because you know, like I said, she's she's 13 years older than me, so she grew up on Madonna. So I was introduced at a very early age to like, who's that girl? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, she bought me uh, the Immaculate Collection. So, you know, those two things, it's like that that's really what got me into it. And, um, you know, and then as I got older, I started, you know, doing like a deeper dive into the rest of her discography and all that and just like, falling in love with you know
0: with everything yeah i think that um i've talked about it with my madonna friends out here and i think we talked about going next year to new york for all the festivities because i just feel like new york does it better i mean atlanta's good but like the place that normally does the madonna rama they did not do it this year they're like well everybody else is doing it i'm like but you do it better so you need to do it yeah, and I would love to go to Madonna Worship because I I almost went one year but then everything kind of fell apart and I wasn't able to go. I think I got sick. Um but yeah, and,
1: you know, if you go to any Madonna show, it Madonna Worship is the yeah,
0: show to go to. You did um who's that girl, right? Last time?
1: So, yeah, I I've um this was my third year doing it. Um actually yeah. So my first time I ever did it was during the pandemic on Zoom. Oh my god. Uh, and I that was the first time I did Who's That Girl? Mm-hmm. And um I at this time I did not really know about digital drag and you know pre-recording video <laughs> like everybody else. Yeah. So here I am in my room in the middle of August. <laughs> performance <laughs> oh it was rough um <laughs> i really hope there's a, no videos that exist of that because it was it was really bad like you could hear the heels clacking on oh the floor goodness. it was really really bad um, yeah but then finally when things opened back up um and we were able to like do stuff in person I finally, I was like, I need a redo of this. So I, I did, <laughs> my first one I ever did was um, Who's That Girl? I did Nikki Finn. So it was, I did a mix of like, Who's That Girl? And calls in a Commotion, I think.
0: And, um... Oh, wait, you did and, Erotica um, last time. No.
1: Yeah, so, well, last year I did Into the... I did Desperately Seeking Susan. Okay. Into the Groove. Okay. And then this year, um, I did, um erotica into fever from the girly show tour
0: yes i love it i yeah i i feel like all that fucking choreography is like still ingrained in my brain
1: yeah and you know what because like this so it's always that event is always done at stonewall Mm -hmm. and um you know stonewall is legendary and iconic and historical but Mm -hmm. um it is so small, yeah, and you know, in the middle of August when it's like packed, yeah, it is so hot, oh yeah, like unbelievably hot with all the people and the small space and everything. It's still great, but um, this year was at Three Dollar Bill in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, which yeah. Is this huge stage, um, and you know that was actually my first time performing there. I've been there many times, but I never got the chance to perform and I was like if I have this huge stage I want to take like full advantage. I had like backup dance it my friends were backup dancing for me and um it was just it was so much fun and it was like so packed. Like it's a really big space and it was like so so many people there. It was it was
0: really an amazing experience. Yeah definitely I think that we'll definitely have to go next year. Which God, it's gonna be 2024 before we know it because we're already in October. That's crazy. I know. That's how you know you're old when you start talking about the passage of time or the weather. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it, it's crazy though. Like, I, I can't believe it's already October
0: and, it, you know, the time goes by like
1: so, so fast.
0: Yeah. I wish it would go by even faster because uh, I would like it to be November or at least mid November. Um, I'm, Right now, normally I work in um, the entertainment industry. I'm like a glorified personal assistant. But since the strike, um, I've been working, uh, managing Spirit Halloween, which I love. But also it's it's a lot. And so, um, yeah, I look forward to November.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, yeah.
0: So, Because it's hard and everybody's like, oh, this party and this thing and Halloween. And I'm like, I can't do anything. I have to work yeah I'm like I'm, I'm working for Halloween I cannot <laughs> so and then I when I get done with the season then I look at my roommate I'm like can we start decorating for Christmas now <laughs> <I need> another <laughs> holiday um, yeah I mean it would be nice just to just get back to regular world Um, I think I think it's good when things shift and make you pivot because that way it makes you appreciate more yeah, for sure. Um I think the pandemic taught us all that that we need to pivot. Yeah. Um so what's your favorite Madonna song?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um I I I know like I feel like it always changes but like if I just like had to just like just say something off the top of my head I'd probably say like Into the Groove mm-hmm. just because like I just I don't know it just it always puts me in like such a good mood and um, yeah. I feel like that song just I feel like it just sounds very New York
0: yeah
1: like early New York and I love that um, but you know there, there's just so many it's it's hard to like choose oh. um,
0: my favorite yeah. is Till Death to His Part Oh, okay. Hands down. Um, I just think it's such a happy-sounding song, but it's so the lyrics are so not, and mm-hmm. it's it's very jarring in that juxtaposition. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> I'm recording in my car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, because there was there was so much sound in the house, and I was like, I need to, I need silence between the animals and roommates and things. Yeah. Um, but I had to open the door cause it was hot. <laughs> like <laughs> if I run the engine and the air conditioning, then it's going to be like interference. Mm-hmm. So I'm also a big fan of favorites. So what's your favorite scary movie? The two important things, horror and Madonna, you know? Um, you
1: know, I, so probably like, I would say basket case. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have an obsession with, like, New York City in the <laughs> 70s and the 80s, and um, that movie just, like, is just the epitome of, like, you know, New York yeah, in that, that era, and it's just, it's the perfect blend of, like, camp and sleaze and oh. horror, and um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's it's just so good, it's so fun, and it's campy, and stupid, and just, but it has that, like, sleaziness to it, which I love. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but, like, I, my favorites are always changing. But, um, yeah, I, I usually, when people ask me, I usually say that.
0: Yeah. I think my favorite, I don't know. I mean, it's not really a horror movie, but I think it's horror. Like, Signs of the Lambs is, like, hands down. It still scares me every time.
1: I mean, it, it's a classic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then I love things like Candyman, like both of them are amazing and The Cell, which that's not a horror movie, but it's, I don't know. I like things that are actually like, you know, like psychological horror that could actually happen. I mean, The
1: Cell is so visually stunning. It's such a beautiful film. And um, Jennifer Lopez with that thing on her face Mm -hmm. and the the high ponytail with the red tips. Oh my God. I (laughs) love that so much. Yeah, um, I, and Candyman's amazing. I I yeah. actually really like all of them. Actually, yeah. I don't know if I love Part Two, but
0: yeah, Part Two is a little eh. But yeah, you know, I mean, I definitely loved the uh, the newer version because I felt like it's. I was worried that it was going to be a reboot, but it's just a continuation.
1: Yeah, which which was really interesting. I I did enjoy it. Um, and the soundtrack or, or not the soundtrack, but um, the theme music or yeah. the score to the original is like. It's incredible
0: yeah oh and also speaking of the cell it made it really i didn't i think i was doing cartwheels inside but i was very composed on the outside but um one of the shows that i did Vincent and Genofrio was on there and like i went to go bring something on set and it was like standing right next to me and i was like because was like oh he's from this and he's from that and i'm like he's in the cell <laughs> <laughs> And he's like standing right next to me. I'm like, oh my god! Like, you know, just picturing that scene with the that cape that he had going down the stairs.
1: Oh, like it is such a visually stunning movie.
0: Like, it's yeah, it's gorgeous. I'm surprised I really that we that one too. I'm just surprised that that director didn't do much more because he did that and he did the fall, and I think that was it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not too like familiar with like the director, but. I yeah, think it's the
0: same. No, I could be wrong.
1: Um, yeah, Jennifer Lopez in that movie. That just, like, ugh, I love that look. Yeah. With the, with the red high pony. Mm-hmm. So good.
0: And then, of course, I like the Scream movies, but my, my opinion is always unpopular because Scream 3 is my favorite. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, Parker Posey makes anything better. And Courtney Cox's Bangs. Oh, well, (laughs) honorable mention. Well, and it's got some really good lines in it. I always say deja voodoo. Um, I love, my lawyer liked that. Um,
1: You know, like uh, when the new, I think it was like when Scream 5 was coming out, I did like a rewatch of the sequels and (sighs) unpopular opinion, but they just didn't really hold up for me that much.
0: Yeah, they are a little dated. I mean, yeah, I love them; I they're fun. The first one yeah. is
1: like untouchable. Like that is yeah. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen that. Um, yeah. but the sequels just like they just like don't
0: do it for me that much. Yeah, I I think four is probably my least favorite, and that's the one I'm. I've only seen it once. I probably should watch it again. I don't know. I mean, it's fun, like, as a whole, like, the whole franchise and everything, and I still watch them all.
1: Yeah. I
0: haven't even seen
1: Part 6 yet.
0: Oh, it's good. I saw it in the theater. It's real fun. It's very... There's a lot of nods to um, all the... The other films and it's it's very you know like and I'm
1: I'm kind of tired of that though like I'm kind of you know with all these whatever you call it, legacy sequels or whatever yeah. and it's just like throwing it in your face like yeah I appreciate the little Easter eggs here and there but it's just like overload at this point yeah you know bringing Billy back as like a ghost like completely <laughs> unnecessary
0: I know but we get to see Skeet Ulrich again and he's good to look at.
1: i don't know i'm just like i'm just so like cynical and jaded i'm just like a jaded horror fan like there's no place
0: in me (laughs) yeah i was just speaking of billy um do you think that billy and Stu were sleeping together because i kind of (laughs) do um yeah or at least i hope (laughs) they were
1: i i I do appreciate seeing all those like you know the fan fiction and the memes and whatever and um Yeah, they, they should be.
0: Yeah, well, they're sleeping together in in purgatory or whatever, wherever they wound yeah. up. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I I mean, I think the franchise is really fun. I'm trying to talk myself out of. Uh, we have a um scream mask at work that has like fake like bling on it, and then they also have That's the knife that has it too. And I'm like, I don't need it, but it's pretty.
1: But you get a discount, so I do, right? There you go. Yeah, I, I'm a bad influence. I'm like, if you get a discount, I'm like, yeah, then match
0: that up. Well, I I would like to actually retain some of my paycheck.
1: <laughs> yeah, so maybe 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 not then. Yeah, maybe hold
0: off. I mean, I bought a few things, but like mostly practical. I mean, I think the only thing that I got that wasn't because I I wound up getting the there was a pumpkin king sign and it said I'll hell the pumpkin king. I'm like, well, that's my name everywhere, so I need that sign. So that's practical, like yeah. this. And then I had to buy the Miss Argentina uh stuffed animal uh, from the uh,
1: Yeah, I don't think I bought anything this year. I only went like once or twice, I think, to Spirit Halloween. I I bought more stuff last year.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I've enjoyed working there. Um, it's a lot, like three months feels like two years almost or so. Cause it's just so like, there's so much in just a short time. Um, and and then you work in retail, just, you know,
1: it sucks your soul. It, yeah. It's hard.
0: Oh yeah. But it's also difficult too. Cause like, I never thought about like how they are made. Like you have to build the entire store. Like all the fixtures and things. And that takes a that like 12 days for each store. Jesus Christ. And I built three stores this year. <laughs> oh, my God. So my brain's okay with it. My, my body's like, um, can we not? And then I keep going. Yeah, I, may be, <laughs> I may be breaking down four stores this year. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, I'm getting okay. paid. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Until I can resume my normal life.
1: Yeah, that that's that sounds intense.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it is fun. I work with a lot of good people. Um,
1: so and that's that always helps. important.
0: Yeah. It is. I mean, hopefully you like the people that you're working with.
1: I do. And that's what makes, you know, putting in 11 hours, like... Yeah, that's a long day. Because, um, you know, I worked retail before. And, you know, I think what kept me there... I, I did it for like maybe two years. And I think what kept me there for that long was I enjoyed the people I worked with.
0: Right. So. I think, I think as far as retail, the worst thing I did and it didn't last long as I worked at Walmart for like a month. And I would not want to do that. No, it was terrible. And it was when I moved to Chattanooga and it was like during Easter. So it was all like the Bible belt and like these, you know, hordes of, church folk and I was like I can't do this I tried yeah (laughs) I I would not
1: I would not do Walmart like that just because you know I go I I shop at Walmart (laughs) very frequently Um, and I I see what it how it is and how people treat the store and you know that's one thing when you work retail you have like a complete different um, appreciation or whatever like if I'm like shopping with my mom or something and she'll like leave something where it doesn't belong, I'm like put that bag.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause, cause I
1: know what it's like.
0: Yeah. I'll be at work helping customers and I'll be talking to them, but then I'll look to the side and I'll see something in the wrong area. And I'm like, follow me. And I'm just like, I have to do housekeeping. Keep talking. because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if I see something in the wrong area or if I see like a peg on the wall, like an empty peg, I'm like, I tell everybody, I'm like, this makes me very angry. I don't want to see empty pigs. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I definitely feel like I'm I'm peddling the right uh, material. You know, I'm selling Halloween. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I worked at a porn shop and that, that felt right too. <laughs> but that's a weird job that. too.
1: I love that.
0: <laughs> My mother used to call me a smut peddler and I was like, yeah
1: accurate yeah <laughs> yeah
0: but she would tell all her friends that i worked at a bookstore i'm like well we yeah sure i wouldn't call we them books walked, you know. yeah yeah my christian mother was not very happy about that and i was like i'm employed <laughs> uh what,
1: what like year was this that was working? um 2000 um, oh, okay so it was still kind of sleazy right yeah we had the, the boost Ooh, i love <laughs> i know
0: but it was funny because like the the assistant manager whose name was richard but everybody called dick and it was a very appropriate name um because mm-hmm. he was um he used to try and tell us that we needed to go and like if we caught them, like, you know, doing their business in the booth, like, we had to, like, stop them, and I was like, you're kidding me. I thought that's what you go there for. Yeah, and also, he told us a story about how somebody punched him in the face, because he told him to stop, and I'm like, I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah, no, I I mean, why would you tell them to stop? Like, that's kind of the point of, like, going there, like.
0: I know, and then my friend Lana, she used to, when she worked there, she would go back there with a whip, and then she'd, like, crack the whip and, and say, all right, fellas, zip it up. (laughs) <laughs> and i thought that I was, was great
1: Probably could make a lot of money though
0: <laughs> i know they probably enjoyed that actually i know um yeah and it was just funny because i remember the the dick the assistant manager i remember he like i was very it took a while to get i guess experienced and and break away from naivete But I just remember he found out that I had never gone to a bathhouse. And he's like, you're gay and you've never been to a bathhouse? And I'm like, I didn't know there was a rule book. I mean, I have sense. And it was really weird because I'm awkward. And so I don't belong (laughs) in most social
1: settings.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's funny. And I think that's why when I was younger, I didn't really, I wasn't sure about coming out because I think at the time there was only a certain type of gay that you saw. Yeah. And I was like, that's not me. I'm like, I didn't know that you could be your own, your own gay or whatever, you know, you could be unique in yourself because growing up and in high school, that was very much the opposite. You were, you could not be yourself. You had to be what everybody else wanted you to be. Um, Yeah.
1: And I mean, that's similar for me too. Um, how oh, old yeah. were you when it came out? I was uh, I I came out a little bit later. I was like nineteen, going on twenty. Okay. So it was like it was like three months before my twentieth birthday. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was also kind of, you know, back to like, drag and drag race and all that. It was. It, I feel that show definitely helped me come out because, you know, once again, I, you kind of feel like you have to fit a certain mold and then it's like you see this show with all these like queer people. And it's like, you know, it, it was, it was definitely eye opening for me. Cause you know, I also, um, I didn't really have any like queer, openly queer people that I looked up to growing up, you know, all the people that I looked up to were like rock stars and right. you know, men that wore yeah. makeup. And, but I didn't, you know, I never, I guess, correlated the two or whatever and it was like I loved heavy metal and horror but then it was like oh but like are gay people supposed to like heavy metal and horror you know it was very that and then it was it find finding myself and you know finding all that you know that the queerness and
0: Yeah, it was confusing because I remember one time I painted my nails and I was headed to school and my mom saw that I had black nail polish and she freaked out. And she mainly freaked out because like she thought it could be associated with me being gay. And then later on, my sister had to talk to her and she's like, you know, rock stars and like straight people wear nail polish. It's not that. I mean.
1: And that's, that's the thing, too. It was like that was always like I was always interested in that Yeah, you
0: know and and
1: that's why like maybe that's why i was like so attracted or you know so drawn to um you know certain rock stars and whatever because it was like you could get away it was drag you know (laughs) they were wearing makeup and painting their nails and and, you know lipstick and big hair and all that and i was just so drawn to that always Mm -hmm.
0: And,
1: and but you know you know, I grew up, you know, during the time and you probably did too, when being gay was not cool, it was, you know, it was not acceptable, whatever.
0: Um yeah. but being a rock star was. Yeah. Yeah, I um I came out in nineteen ninety one and that was not <laughs> I was the only one and it was not taken very well. I was like, Oh, people like me and accept me for who I really am and <laughs> um But, you know, it it certainly gave me thick skin. And um, at the time, I kind of freaked out and thought, oh, what am I doing? And and I maybe shouldn't have done this. And uh, years later, everybody called me brave. And I didn't think it was brave because I was freaked out and I didn't know what I was doing. But then you would have to realize that being brave, you know, you should be scared as hell and you should be freaked out, you know. being brave doesn't mean you have a sword and a shield yeah definitely Uh, and even if you do you're still terrified but uh madonna was really what made me come out because you know truth or dare came out and the whole tagline was the ultimate dares to tell the truth and i did
1: yeah and you know that that's what makes me sad about like you know the gays today i feel like they've turned (laughs) their backs on her that's another um, reason
0: that's another way you know you're getting older when you say the case
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's true though like yeah like a lot of them have turned their backs on her but they forget like what she has done for like Mm -hmm. you know the community and you know the fact that she was doing stuff like that when it was not acceptable and you know she was you know advocating for like hiv and and you know all this stuff and it's like people forget that
0: yeah well, I had a friend once tell me, they, they said, you know, she wasn't just an ally or she isn't. She was like in the trenches with us. And I believe that's true. Yeah. Because um, a lot of like, well, there were a lot of um, entertainers or divas or whatever, what have you, that were gay friendly. Not many of them were really as.
1: Uh, no, she was at the forefront. You yeah. Know? And. Yeah when she was doing it she was at like the highest you know she was like the biggest celebrity yeah and she did not have to do that yeah but she did she could have you know she could have lost it all and but she was she was like no
0: yeah i have so many people that go oh stole vogue from the gay community or the you know the black gay community i'm like she didn't steal it she elevated them, she uplifted the community, she brought attention to a community that Eventually, otherwise probably... Once again, she put it at the forefront, yeah. you know? And, and her dancers, like like um, Jose, he still talks about how it was a good thing and how, you know, I think Madonna changed so many people's lives for the better, and I think people forget that.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know if Bogan and ballroom culture would be no, you know, where it is, you know, today, or if it would still be like as alive if it wasn't for her,
0: you know, yeah. yeah and and people like to call it like, oh, it's appropriation, or she stole it, and like she never stole it. She's always said, she's always tried to elevate certain groups, or she never is like, oh, yeah, I created this myself, this is mine, you know, I came up with it, all me. Um, exactly she's always paid homage and um been very vocal about where the inspiration came from and and in effect like i've learned a lot about people and artists and books and musicians that i never really would have known i mean maybe i would have discovered them eventually but it's like you know, I got into, you know, Keith Herring and Basquiat and Frida Kahlo and Joni Mitchell and uh, Martha Graham and just all these people because of her. And I, yeah. you know, so many books and so many things like The Alchemist I read because she mentioned it. I was like, OK, and I don't really care about how you find out about these things. It's like, well, you know, you did. And if it enriches your life, then cool. Exactly. But everybody wants to... uh like she said in 95 uh, and during an interview, she said, you know, when I'm dead, they'll finally kiss my ass and I believe it's it'll be true.
1: That's how it always with, is with any celebrity. It's like, you know, all of a sudden it's like a celebrity dies and then everybody's like the biggest fan. Yeah. And they've played will I'll remember all of you that
0: were talking shit about her. Yeah.
1: And fun. So don't even.
0: Yeah. Although I have an agreement and I have to go first, so she has to outlive me <laughs> cuz i can cuz everybody like when she was sick everybody like my phone blew up and they're like are you okay and i was like i don't want to think about it right now oh my god <laughs> next subject <laughs> cuz i i didn't let my brain wander too much because then i would have spiraled and i was like okay she's going to be fine yeah, let me just not cool. think about this Did you
1: see that? Um, I don't know if it was like New York Post or New York Times or whatever. They put her on the cover and they did her so dirty. They put bacterial girl.
0: Oh, yeah. They always (laughs) do.
1: They were so. (laughs) Actually, I mean, it was. Yeah, they did her so dirty.
0: Well, I think New York Post, weren't they the ones that posted that? You know, what a tramp. um, The Justify My Love era probably i mean
1: they've everybody's always been trying to drag her down yeah beginning.
0: in yeah i know she's the eternal whipping boy and i think that she doesn't get enough credit and it's not you know it's so many things like people don't realize how smart she is and what a good businesswoman she is and how musically talented she is everybody wants to talk about you know the shocking aspect or like her looks or whatever and everybody, I, I bought this really cool um, True Blue. It was like a record, but it was like a cutout. So it had the image on the on, in the record. Um, mm-hmm. And the woman there, I told her I was a big fan. And she's like, oh, I liked her in the 80s, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, well, what does she do to her face? And I'm like, I am tired of that question. <laughs> and I just said to the woman, I said, it's her face. She can do whatever she wants with it.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like, why is everybody so fixated? I think she still looks incredible. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, and everybody's like, Oh, she looks like an alien. I'm like, well, a lot of those are Instagram filters. She doesn't really completely look like that. Well, and we're,
1: you know what? She's a gorgeous alien.
0: So. Yes. And we all use filters. I don't care who you are, people doctor themselves and we have this. The way we portray ourselves in social media is very different than who we really are, everyone. I love watching people take selfies because it's always interesting because they're like smiling and happy and the minute the, the camera's off, then they go and look morose.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's if she doesn't put any filters on her photo, they're gonna be talking about how old she is and yeah. how, you know, wrinkled and this and that, whatever. And it's like, she puts too many filters, then they're always going to be talking,
0: you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. she they're can't always win. have something to say.
0: No. Yeah. And it, they wouldn't ask that if she were a man. No, they wouldn't. I had somebody ask me that, and I looked at him and I said that, and he was like, oh, well, yeah, I would. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't at all. Nobody asks, like, oh, you know, Bob Dylan, he's looking pretty old, or Paul McCartney, or um, God, Axel Rose. I saw him lately, and I was like, good God. hard hard living yeah because that man used to be beautiful and david lee roth too it's just like but nobody says it it's like it's fine men can look like shit and women have to keep up with a certain image
1: i know and you know what like the fact that i know and i hate to bring up her age but like the fact that you know at her age she's still doing all this stuff it's like that's really incredible like none of I guarantee none of you other people at her age are, you know, putting on a world tour and doing the stuff that she's doing.
0: Yeah. And sadly, I also feel like I know, um, you know, how they talk about women and aging and everything else. And I feel like the the gay community is a lot like that, too. (laughs) Like. at a certain age, you should be put out to pasture, and it's... <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much, I feel like, we have that ideal in our head that, you know, that whole self-image that that women do. Yeah. And it's not fair, and it's unrealistic.
1: I mean, to an extent, I think... I mean, it's it gotten really better. better. I Yeah, I think so, too. I feel like now, you know, it's you know, it's definitely more embraced to like, you know, you don't, you don't need to have like a chiseled six pack body anymore. Yeah.
0: But I still do see people on the apps that are still like no fats, no femmes, no Asians, no blacks, no this, no that. So, and there's this weird phenomenon too, that I see a lot of gay men dating somebody that looks exactly like them. And it's creepy. Yeah. It's narcissistic. <laughs> Like, yeah,
1: I feel like it's definitely gotten better. I mean that that you know those types of people are always going to be around, but I, I yeah. definitely think it's it's gotten um better than where it was.
0: Yeah, and I think it always will. It just takes time to get to a good place, and hopefully, you know, it doesn't backfire and go the other way. Yeah, like how this country did, but you know that's another subject. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a couple of opinions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I think I will wrap this up. Um, before I get into a tangent on politics, cause I've talked enough about that already, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I very much appreciate you being on
1: here. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. Um, and do you have anything to plug?
1: Um, other than yeah, so, <laughs> um, I mean you can find me on all social media platforms under Coma White NYC um, if you want to support me you could buy a t-shirt with my gorgeous face on it <laughs> I need to do and, that I've been meaning to
0: <laughs> I will
1: and yeah every month I host uh, Horror Trivia at Rock Bar which is located in uh, the West Village of Manhattan so that's a lot of fun. So coming up um, at the end of the month, we have um, our next installment of Hard Trivia, which I'm very excited about. And um, the sponsor for, one of the sponsors for this month is uh, Something Weird Video, which I'm nice. very, very excited about because I've been a huge, huge fan of theirs for so long. Yeah. And then um, I will be hosting a Halloween show Yay. on actual halloween which is um gonna be a trauma halloween show so yeah, very excited about.
0: yeah yeah the um i think the trivia um i think my friend reiki won the last one oh yeah 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 he's great um yeah well he's he's why i got into the whole podcasting thing It's on his and i was like okay i'm gonna do it
1: you know what? Good. I'm glad.
0: And I feel like I told him yesterday. I was like, I need to give you like residuals because I feel like I mentioned <laughs> you, and you came up with the name for the podcast, and I mentioned your podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, he
1: he's great. Um, he's been coming to all the trivia, so I'm I'm super appreciative of that. And um, yeah, we we've gotten to like get to know each other a little bit yeah. better. And he he's a
0: great guy. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's why I just like, I keep meeting people that live in New York and I'm like, why don't I live there? Oh yeah, it's expensive.
1: Exactly. New York is the place to be.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, every time I try and leave Atlanta, I get some opportunity. Like I used to work at a doggy daycare. I was there for 13 years and then pandemic happened and I was like, well, maybe it's time to go. And then, then I got a job in the entertainment industry. I'm like, okay, well, there's lots of filming in Atlanta. I guess I'm staying so yeah
1: i mean at least come
0: visit you know oh yeah no definitely i need to do that once i get back to regular and i can have weekends off and just maybe make like a crazy weekend trip yeah and go go uh go on a rampage <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much again and i definitely will talk to you soon and i definitely will buy a shirt and i will i'll whore i'll whore you out even more <laughs> oh. Please do. I love being whored out. (laughs) I've heard that about you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you (laughs) know.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have a good day.
1: Thank you. You too. All
0: right. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye.